Today we're reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, uh, verses 16 to 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. What a beautiful Sunday we have. I saw some sun, uh, which is always welcome. And it's, again, a big privilege to see uh, half of your faces. <laughs> we pray that one day, <laughs> soon and very soon, we are going to, to see each other face to face. Uh, so let's open with a word of prayer this morning. Lord, we come before you in recognition that not only we are in need of bread, but we are in need of your word as well. Um, so we pray that today you will open our eyes and our ears to see the things that you want us to speak and the things that you want us to see in your word for our edification and for our salvation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. My parents took me to church since I was uh, very young. My greatest wish uh, as a child was to be a missionary. I was very impressed with the biography of Eric Liddell, who after having a prominent career in sports, uh, gave up everything to serve the Lord in China. Uh, when World War II broke out, Liddell was in China and put in a prison camp where he died of a brain, a brain tumor and severe malnutrition. That was my inspiration. To be a missionary who will leave everything to go around the world preaching the gospel. Sometimes I will tell my mother to give me only rice for a whole uh, day to train myself to be a missionary. Other times my mother took advantage of me, telling me that if I wanted to be a missionary, I had to eat everything that was served on my plate including fish. Don't like <laughs> uh, And for years, Christians have believed, believed that the only way to do missions, to do the mission Jesus entrusted to us is by having the title of a missionary, leave everything, and go to a remote place in the world. But this morning, I want us to look at today's passage as an invitation 
to join in God's mission, which first was given to Jesus, and now Jesus has given to all of us. From chapter 1 to chapter 28, the gospel of Matthew points out over and over again that Jesus is not a simple human, a simple miracle worker, or a simple teacher, one of the many liberators of the Jews. Jesus is the King, the Messiah. Jesus is Emmanuel, God incarnate, incarnated. And his mission was to live a perfect life, be crucified, and be resurrected from the dead to receive the title of King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So now he is alive and he is the king to whom all authority has been given. That is all the gospel of Matthew all about, right? But with this context, today's passage, we need to look at five truths in this passage that will help us to do God's mission. And the first part, we find it in verse 16. If you go with me to verse 16 of Matthew chapter 28, it says, Now the disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had, has directed them. The Lord had instructed his disciples to meet him in Galilee. A particular mountain was designated as the meeting place. I have never noticed in this passage the instruction to meet Jesus at a designated place. I had always jumped ahead to the following verses, which were the great commission is. But think about this. For the disciples, everything started. The great commission started with being at the place that Jesus had appointed. And this, this, this has a lot of practical things, a practical implications for us still today. The mission of God begins with meeting the Lord at his appointed time and places. This was a discovery for me. There are times and places designated by Jesus where we are to meet him. These places are prayer times. These places are in his word and at the assembly of the church on the Lord's day. You remember a couple of Sundays ago, we saw that one of the implications that 
as to have a Jesus as the resurrected one is that we should get together to encourage one another on the Lord's day to remind ourselves that he is alive. There is no way to impact the world unless we are willing to meet with Jesus at his appointed time and places. John MacArthur says, many people never bother to go to the lost because they can't even bother to get together with the saved. So to do God's mission, the first thing is to meet with the resurrected Jesus at the appointed places. And the second truth that we find in these verses comes from verse 17. And it says, And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. I found great comfort in this verse. The disciples recognize deity and sovereignty in Jesus and worship him. But in the same verse, it says that some doubt it. Some days, I do both, thing, both things, don't you? I, I worship him when I read my Bible, but at the same time, I doubt some days I sing God's praises, and at the same time, I doubt. Some days I listen to a sermon, and at the same time, I am doubting about what the preacher is saying. The mix of worship and doubt is evidence of our humanity. The word doubt here is the word Jesus used when Peter was walking on water and he was afraid and began to sink. And Jesus immediately reached out to him and told him, Oh, you of a little faith, why did you doubt? And when Jesus went into the boat, what the disciples do? If you read chapter 14 of Matthew, it says then, when Jesus went into the boat, they worshipped him. And here is, it, 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 at, this, at this mountain, the disciples are doing the same again. As disciples of Jesus, we will always experience the same mix of faith, worship, and doubt. And that is why we need constantly to meet with Jesus at the appointed places. We are not meant to be isolated from one each other. We are not meant 
not to pray into being communion with God. We are supposed to meet Jesus in his word constantly. Because, yes, we do both things at the same time. We worship and we doubt. But the third truth, truth we find in this passage is in verse 18. And verse 18 says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is a simple statement to establish that Jesus is now in charge. Even when we doubt or we are worshiping and we are doubting, he is in control of everything, whether we believe it or not. That's what Paul expands later in his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 1, verse 20. And if you go with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20, it says that God, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. And verse 21, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And verse 22, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all. Again later, Paul in Philippians chapter 2, one book later in your Bible, in verse 9 it says, Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. First, to do God's mission we need to meet with him at the appointed time and places. Then we need to worship. Despite our weak faith, but it's also to humble, also necessary to humble our hearts and submit to his authority. These three things are required in preparation to the fourth truth that we are going to see in verse 19 and 20. and says, Go therefore 
and make disciples of all nations, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. The imperative in this text is not the word go, as we read in English. What's imperative is the phrase make disciples. I used to think that Jesus was telling his disciples this, go, make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. But I discovered that only the phrase make disciples make disciples is imperative in the original text. So, how do you make disciples? By going, baptizing, and teaching. First, how, how do you make disciples? By going. The tense of the word go might be better understood like this. As you are going. As you are leaving your life, your everyday life in the world, you make disciples. In your workplace, in your university, in your school, in your community, wherever you are located, as you go, as you do your normal daily life, there, make disciples. Second, how do you make disciples? Baptizing them. Jesus wants disciples. He wants those willing to follow him to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Those who will identify with his death, burial, and resurrection, going into the baptismal waters, will do it in recognition that the Father is the one who planned sal the salvation for all of us. The Son is the one who executes the plan of salvation. And the Holy Spirit is the one who applies the salvation that Jesus accomplished according to the plan of God. And there is the Trinity, God in one, working for your salvation and for me, my salvation. And that is the symbol of baptism. And third, how do you make disciples? Teaching them to observe all that he has commanded. Coffee is here. <laughs> yep. Bear with me for a couple of more minutes. How do you make disciples? Teaching them. Making disciples involves instruction. 
like an IKEA furniture. It looks beautiful at the store, right? But once you have it at home and open the box, then the journey begins. You need to read carefully the instructions, step by step, right, Car? Because if you made a mistake, you need to start all over, right, Car? <laughs> we were together doing some IKEA furniture one of these days. It was a journey, yeah. Yep. You need to read carefully the instructions, step by step, if you want to end up with the same furniture at the IKEA, right? A disciple of Jesus needs to be instructed, step by step, to be a disciple of Jesus. And that is a lifelong journey. So to do God's mission is necessary to meet Jesus, to worship Jesus, to submit to Jesus by making disciples as we go, as we baptize them, and as we instructed them, instruct them. And finally, to do God's mission, we need the assurance of Jesus' presence. Look at the end of verse 20. Jesus said, and behold, that behold is like, wait for it. You are going to be like, oh, in awe about what I'm going to tell you. And behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. Know the great promise. I am with you. He gave an emphatic assurance. Not I will be with you, but I am with you always. Jesus is with the believers, with the believers always. As the believers make disciples of all nations, Jesus is with us every step of the way. Every decision, in every trial, in every joy, every day, every hour, every sorrow, when we have little and, we, and when we have plenty. There is not a moment when Christ is not with the believer to help him in his witness. The assurance of his presence with us is what keeps us making disciples of all nations. As I was telling you initially, my dream was to be a missionary. But after years of being a disciple of Jesus, I am convinced that not all of us are called to leave everything to fulfill God's, God's mission. But all of us are called 
to make disciples as we go and to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit as we go. Teaching them, instructing them. But the commission starts being with him. Worship him. Amen. That is God's mission. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the encouragement that we receive even before to receive this great commission. That you are willing to meet us to encourage us so then we can worship you even in the middle of our faith, our little faith. This morning we pray that you will encourage us to do your mission, God, that you entrusted to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray that we will remind, that you will remind ourselves that you promised to be while we do your mission with us always, till the end of the age. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Let's